1: you're listening to the coffee all right baby bates
2: i'm sarah Golson. it is
1: monday september 30th uh yesterday feast of saint michael and all angels it was fantastic also started rosh hashanah last yes, night it did. sundown mm-hmm. um what other calendars can we you know chime into here so oh
2: there was so- a there was a music and sacred space at hope in oh, the city that's right yeah they have a whole long series of things happening now because they have a fantastic new organ and a completely renovated church space it's beautiful
1: lots of good things uh particularly when it comes to church and church music to mm-hmm. to order our days to, to structure our time and hymns are a great way to do that as well because hymns for for various seasons and uh we get to talk about hymns today i know you i can hear you like they can just <laughs> the excitement welling up inside you it's true um particularly hymn writers and translators in mm-hmm. studio with us today the reverend dr john veeker senior assistant to the president of the lutheran church missouri synod good morning john Good morning. Good Thank, to be here. Thanks for coming to the Coffee Hour this morning and spending some time with us and talking about hymn writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. <laughs> so One excited. of my favorite topics. I, I was just, actually, I was looking for some, I was looking for a book the other day. I was like, oh, I need to get Dr. vicker's book on this because I was looking uh, looking into the subject of church music and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, where else should I go? Uh, so I, I was reading the the shock uh, biography and uh, yeah, and then I realized I needed to. Stop and put it down so I could get the rest of my work done. What makes a good <laughs> hymn writer? What makes a good hymn writer?
0: Well, a good hymn writer, I think, uh, uses the Bible as the you know the main source of his inspiration. Uh, where he's, I'm talking about the text writer. Of course, the <laughs> musician is another story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for somebody who who wants to uh, to write a hymn, I think it's important to use the Bible as the main source. I think it's important to put Jesus at the very center of the hymn, so it's not just uh, explication of a biblical text, but also shows the Christology of it and how Jesus is at the center of every page of the Bible and of every page of the hymnal, God willing. Uh, so those kinds of things um, and I think that a hymn writer should also be disciplined um, so that that the rhymes actually rhyme uh, (laughs) that the uh, that's where I'm coming from uh, from my understanding and that the the number right number of syllables in the line and the accents on the right syllable and all those (laughs) kinds of things it's challenging very challenging work yeah it doesn't just happen yeah
2: magically out on the page. Well, and the, there's 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 good texts, and then there's some then there's really great texts that when you sing through them, they 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 just they make sense, and you don't yeah you don't question the the rhymes at the end of lines like wait a second that was.
1: If it's in Hebrew, everything ends in eem, so well, it's probably easier to write them. In do Hebrew. you write hymns no, in Hebrew, I don't. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
2: do you have uh, a hymn writer or two that has influenced you? And maybe this is a long list, but. Maybe maybe one or two, one or two uh, that that have really influenced you in, in the way that you approach hymns.
0: Well, the important thing about a hymn text is that it it be accessible immediately. Uh, it you know you you can't write something um, so complicated that and, and difficult to understand that people are scratching their heads as they go through it. On the other hand, you don't want to have it be as simple as Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, you know, where uh, the language and everything is so simple that people grow tired of it and they don't never want to or need to sing it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, some of the challenges with hymns today is not so much what they say, but they don't say much of anything. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you, you want to have it say something and you want to have it say it in a language that's a little bit elevated, but not above the sixth graders level to understand or even younger than that. And so hymn writers, I think, you know, you can have a range of hymn writers, for instance, uh, in, the, in our tradition, Martin Franzmann, uh I would raise him up as a great, the first really great uh, Missouri Synod 20th century hymn writer, who was a classics professor. And wrote in an elevated style, and in some cases too elevated, I would say, and uh, you know not every hymn a hymn writer writes makes its way into a hymnal, mm-hmm. but we have a half a dozen or more of his hymns, like "Thy strong word, mm-hmm. preach you the word," mm-hmm. some wonderful texts and, and you get them, uh, and some of them you have to study a little bit more, so there can be a range I would put him more at the at the upper range, and I think he 's a great hymn writer. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to sit and listen to stories about
1: hymn writers. For, I know. <laughs> how will the, the, the upcoming symposium, this is coming up November 10th through the 14th, correct, at Concordia Theological Seminary, um, how will this symposium
0: contribute to good hymn writing and, and hymn translation as well? Well, this is an exciting time. Uh, the uh, the Good Shepherd Institute was founded 20 years ago, and, and by institute it basically means a conference that's held every year and that also publishes their papers. Uh, and does a few other things. But the Good Shepherd Institute at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne is now having its 20th annual conference, and the topic is A Living Tradition and Something New. So it's going to take a look at this, uh, the use of psalms in hymnody. Um, but their, the title of their uh, institute um, speaks also that. It, hymnody is a living tradition it's not some kind of museum piece that we just pull off the shelf and use as filler on a Sunday morning service because we need to do something old or whatever Uh, this this is a living tradition there are new hymn writers and how do we cultivate that so every few years uh, the Office of National Mission has tagged on to the Good Shepherd Institute and offered a a little extension of the Good Shepherd Institute uh, a symposium on hymn writing, mostly on the text part of hymn writing, and this time and last time we have invited a number of international folks who are, uh, you know, from countries such as uh, as Uganda and Indonesia and the Ukraine and Kenya and Lithuania and China, who are working on hymn projects, who are translating Lutheran hymns into their languages, who are using indigenous hymnody from their own uh, tradition in their own churches and trying to put it together. We're going to bring those folks together and we've invited any Americans brave enough to show up uh, <laughs> who are hymn writers and want to uh, expand their craft and, and learn from the internationals and the internationals learn from them and from the mentors and the and the instructors that we have for this special symposium. The topic and title of the symposium is Teach Us, Jesus Christ, to Know Aright. Teach us to know Jesus through the hymns. It's a line from Luther's uh, O Lord, We Praise You, Bless You, and Adore You, his famous uh, communion hymn.
2: I really need to go to this now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you missed out. It's not too late.
2: I know. I need to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, talking. I mean, talking about international uh, hymn writing too. That so many more questions. Um, who are some of the Who are some of the speakers that are going to be giving uh, some of these
0: presentations? Well, you know, when you deal with international hymnody, and I, and I would just point out too, it's very interesting. You know, the great missionary century was the 19th century, where churches all over the world especially Protestant churches and Lutheran churches, were sending missionaries uh, into Third World or into foreign countries, and this was a big deal. Those churches were founded in the 19th, early 20th century, and every church brought its own hymnody and taught taught it to the people who were there. Mm But that hymnody has grown and expanded and had become indigenous that the old hymnody is there but also new songs and new texts. And now those texts are coming back to us. We see some of that in Lutheran mm-hmm. service book. There's a, a dozen or so international world hymnody as they call. So um, a number of great uh, great folks are gonna be on hand. Um, Peter Bender, a pastor of Peace Lutheran in Sussex, Wisconsin, the catechist, as we call him, <laughs> is going to talk about um, uh, the, you know, using hymnody as catechesis, mm-hmm. uh, hymns of the catechism. Um, Mark DeGarma, who teaches at uh, Bethany Lutheran College in, um, in Mankato, uh, Minnesota, <laughs> uh, who's done a lot of translating Norwegian and other Scandinavian things, mm-hmm. um, is going to talk about translating hymns. Joseph Hurl, the uh, walking encyclopedia of yes. hymnology, uh, who's one of our own at Concordia University in Nebraska, is going to talk about uh, the, uh, the Lutheran uh, service book, Companion to the Hymns, and other things. So. Robert Rine, who's translated a lot of operas from other languages, is going to talk about the intricacies of getting things to match up and rhyme, and uh, even though his name is Rine, it's going to rhyme. (laughs) Uh, And then his wife, Sandra, is a deaconess, and Mm -hmm. she's been in charge of a number of, or Mm -hmm. helping facilitate a number of international hymnal projects in Chinese and Amharic and Swahili. So some really great. And then, of course, Stephen Starkey, the dean of... Uh, LCMS Hymnody, who's written uh, a couple hundred hymns and published widely, will be there to mentor and guide uh, and help these young hymn writers, and some not so young. With uh, just about 30 seconds left, Uh, registration, how do we find out more about this? Well, you can go to uh, lcms.org and you asked me the question, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> we'll provide a link in the program notes today. <laughs> sure. We'll I'm provide not a make
1: link. It up either. And lcms.org, look for the symposium for hymn writers and translators, <laughs> and we'll provide a link in the, the program Thank notes you. as well. It's coming up uh, November 10th through the 14th at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, uh, a part of, or in, in addition to the Good Shepherd Institute. We share a lot of the Good Shepherd Institute hymns right here on mm-hmm. uh, our music hours here if you will. Thank you so much, Dr. Vicker, for being our guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. It's an
0: honor as always. I'm Eddie Bates.
2: I'm Sarah Golseth.